I got into this because I'd had enough. I was fed up, but I got to put my words into action because I felt that at that moment when I spoke to the board of supervisors, there was millions of people listening. As I've sort of become a leader in this movement, I've realized that people want nothing more than to get on board to get their freedom back. If my voice gets heard and helps people, then this has all been well worth it. If my kids have a better America to live in, then this is absolutely worth it. I really don't like this stuff. I never wanted to be part of a production or a movie or, you know, I'd rather be out in the fields fighting somebody. Way that we fight, if this is the way that we inspire uh, people to move forward and, and to come on board with us, you know, for the win, then I'll be here. So. John, tell me about Mount Shasta water. Well, I can tell you right now that um, if you drink good water that God made that falls from the air and goes into the earth and collects the minerals that you need, <laughs> you know, it's, it's really good for you. You know, you start eating, drinking this stuff with chlorines and chlorine and all this um, fluoride. Fluoride and, and I uh, sort of goaded you into that question, man. And, you know, <laughs> answer, so you know. so just, we're sitting here, we're drinking tap water. Yeah. And John says, "Hey, empty that shit out. I got some Mount Shasta spring water here for you." You know. I was I, I was hiding my rock star. It tastes way better. What no, is it, that? It, it is interesting. I remember. Listen, I've known John for for a lot of years now. I remember John used to carry around a jug of water. You know, and I was like, "Man, where'd you get that water?" He'd tell you the whole story about going up to the. You know, the headwaters, Mount Shasta. We're so blessed to live right here at the, you know, at the foot of Mount Shasta. And lo and behold, I started going up there and filling up <laughs> my, my old water because it's so sick good. He, he's you know? drug you in a lot of stuff. Yeah, oh, man. All, all his speeches. Oh, oh, we'll tell some stories, man. Yeah. We uh, <laughs> took a long 12-hour ride to Utah. What year was that, John? It was probably 10 years ago or I think something. It was, yeah. uh, I think it was closer to... Yeah, about uh, 2010, 2011, somewhere in that Something like frame. that, yeah, 10, 11 years ago. I went out there, and I was like, oh, man, I got to sit in the car with John and listen to all his crazy conspiracy theories for 12 hours, you know? And then, lo and behold, and listen, and that's not a bad way. I mean, I love this guy since the day I met him. But uh, lo and behold, everything started coming true. <laughs> and here we are. I'm like, this guy was right. All that crazy yeah. stuff it's John not... was talking about. But but it, it was on that trip that we nickna- nicknamed you, right? Guru? I think it was on that trip. He got, Carlos heard enough stuff from me, and he was like, uh, we're going to nickname you Guru. I don't really know if he meant it or if he was just being a smart <laughs> ass. Always, but I, I meant Guru because he stuck. knew so much about everything. He was like on this yeah. other level. That we were just minions, and John was like this really like enlightened spiritual figure to us. You know, I was like, <laughs> I started calling him Guru. And it's stuck. Now it's funny. I, I'll tell people, I'm like, hey, you know, John, they're like, you mean Guru? <laughs> <laughs> I, I had some guys come to, the, to my store. They were asking. And they were like, "Is Guru here?" And, and they're like, "Who's Guru?" And they were, and they were like, "Whoa, maybe that guy was full of crap, man." He said he owned this place, and then because <laughs> my my friends, you know, that worked for me, they didn't know my nickname, Guru, and, and it was it was pretty funny. That's but great. that name ended up sticking, you know, for a long time. So but. we have Guru, we have Woody, we have Lonnie, you know, and then myself here today. Welcome, gentlemen. Yeah, fun stuff. Episode two, episode one. God, it seems like so long ago. It was, like, <laughs> you know. it was a whirlwind. Yeah, it was a whirlwind. <laughs> we covered a lot of stuff, huh? Oh, man. <laughs> Subject we covered. So I think it's important that with the four of us here, we've all been involved in this process now with the documentary. We've all either been on the producing, directing side of the documentary or actually in it. And hopefully everybody that's seen or watching this has seen the documentary by this point, the Red, White, and Blueprint. If you haven't, it's the red white and blueprint.com click on there put your email in there uh you're gonna get some emails we promise not to flood your inbox which with a bunch of obnoxious things i hate that you know yeah. but uh just things that you might want to know that we're doing keep up with uh the movement here yeah yeah how we, about that how about that fundraiser dinner last weekend then? holy smokes smoked guys, it did you guys believe that you no, know it's great. It great i knew it was going to be good 
I did not know it was going to be that good. Yeah. So I was up at the top of the hill there yeah. where the cars were coming, you know, and you could just see them all the way down the drive, all the way down Silver Bridge, all the way. I was, I was like, so I live crap. on Silver Bridge, you know, and I was like, yeah. holy smokes. You know, we, we do the bull ridings at my house, and we have one lady that lives on the road that complains and says, you know, Silver Bridge was not meant to have this many people on it. You know, this is so much traffic, and it's like three, four times a year. I was like, oh, this lady's going to shit a brick. They were backed up to the highway, you know, to 44 there. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we're talking about a, a fundraiser we did for the Red, White, and Blueprint um, last week, and we did a dinner at Corky Harmon's house. And Corky is a leader in the community, businessman in the community. I'm sure he'll come on the show at some point, you know, and offer to use his beautiful ranch as a, uh, a backdrop for, for this party. And Man, it was awesome. When we started, I think we were like, oh, man, maybe we'll print out 200 tickets. And it was like, all right. Woody sold them at his barbershop. Mike Dill had them at his store. Hester had them at, at the Red Rock. You know, John had some. And we all kind of had a pocket full. And before you knew it, I was like, man, we need more. It was 100 more. And then it was 100 more. It wasn't too long after that. We were like, we got to quit selling tickets. Know, we got to stop. <laughs> yeah. We didn't want to. It was like, man, we want everybody to party with us. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, be part of this blueprint, you know, and people are going to watch and say, oh, they just wanted the money. I was like, no, listen, uh, yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean, hey. this thing costs money. We got to, you know, build a studio. We got to put together this uh, this media company, you know. We got to hire people, you know, who can run these things. I sure don't know how to run these things, you know. And, yeah. and, and we want to be able to get our message out. So, yeah, we're going to raise money, you know, and, and it was great. But... I really wanted people was, the energy of oh, this group to be there. Yeah. The energy was incredible. And I, I don't know. think and I, I even, can even explain I it. even got to feeling bad, you know, because some of the lines like to get a drink or to get yeah. food were so yeah. long. I started like walking down the lines to kind of talk with people. <laughs> I didn't hear one complaint. They were happy to line. They, yeah. were, they were just like, hey, we're just happy to be well, here. Well, they man. bought it we as a come. fundraiser and really yeah. lived it out that way when they were there. They weren't, there was no pretentious attitude at all. Yeah. It was like, we're here to support that right there and get some information and get this ball rolling. It was yeah. just really cool. And I've already seen on Facebook, you know, the other side, the opposition is like, it looks like there was 200 to 300 people there and that's it. You know, where, what they do with that money? What are they do? You know, oh, oh, yeah. Carlos can't is you raking it in. Yeah. 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 I yeah. saw he's, that he's one. grifting, you know, yeah. like, can't you just be happy uh, that dude, we're doing that something positive? These, these trolls, they have no idea what it's like to actually work really hard for something and what it takes to put into it. So when you're successful and you do something and you're trying to make a difference, they're jealous and, and they just throw it out there. They're like, they're like, they just hate on you, you know? It's like, instead of worrying about what you're doing, why don't they go do something th themselves, you, you know? You know what yeah. makes it really easy to be a hater? Social media. Oh, <laughs> We talk about that. Yeah, know? one of the comments about the fundraiser, yeah. and, I, and I just said, yeah, I don't, I'm sorry, I was, you know, commenting back and forth, probably shouldn't have, but I'm sorry, I don't have any time anymore. I have to go to an in-person 700-plus yeah. <laughs> gathering. In support. We served 920 <laughs> meals was a final count. So we had 920 people at least at this deal. You know, and that was cutting it off. Yeah, it was cutting it off. And how we could have sold 500 more tickets that day. That's and no crazy. exaggeration. That's crazy. But what a testament to not only what we're doing, right, but what, what's happening here mm -hmm. in our county, in our country. I'm yeah. pretty proud of this. You know, I, I think, man, yeah. I'm seeing patriots come out of the woodwork. And oh, yeah. Patriots aren't always the people out there waving flags and going to rallies and, you know, singing patriotic hymns. And that's really not it, right? I, I think your patriot's a person that wakes up and goes to work every morning, really proud to be an American, doing their best to make this country better. Yeah. You know, your, your well, quiet patriot is very powerful, and that's what we're seeing come out of the woodwork now going, holy smokes. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but, um, you know, un, uh, people that seek positions of power are usually not good people. And, and now that it's gotten so bad that, that, that people that are good people are starting to say, hey, you know what, if I don't do something and I don't step up to a position of power, you know, what's going to be left for my kids and my grandkids? Right. And, you know, and so we've been letting all these greedy and evil, there's evil people involved in this stuff, but, you know, we just kind of kick back and let them, let them run with it and and now people are the, the peasants with the pitchforks are like hey no not anymore we're, we're <laughs> yeah. gonna we're gonna step up and we're gonna take control of our community and we gotta we gotta step up and do this you know or, or there's gonna be nothing left for for the future of humanity and yeah. the future of the world you know people were so angry that man they're not wearing masks you know people took pictures and it's on social media they're not wearing oh, masks. Really? They're not social I distancing i hope they've all been well i hope they've all been vaccinated <laughs> like, <laughs> listen we're having a good time and nobody's gonna get sick we're gonna be just fine if somebody yeah. gets sick 
They'll yeah. get over it. I don't want to downplay the seriousness that some people have had to deal with a serious, you know, uh, COVID sickness. So sure, people have died. People have gotten really sick. I, and I truly feel for those families. Listen, I, I never take any pleasure no. in families suffering over a loss. So, so let's just <laughs> put that past us right now. You know, but I will say that I want to do what's best for the country. I want to do what's best for our children, for our future grandchildren, you know? And back to what John said about these, you know, folks, it's time for folks to get involved. You know, they're, they're, it, we're past time for too long. These narcissists have been in these positions. Right. And, you know, I want the guy that you talk to that you have to talk into mm. taking these these positions, you, sure. you know, because they don't feel qualified. Mm-hmm. I mean, if some guy comes to you and says, Hey, I, I feel really qualified to be your representative. I'm nervous like, about no. that guy. Wait, really? Do <laughs> 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 you really want that job? Exactly. Like, do you know what sure. you're doing? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's a tough job. And yeah. that's, I don't think anyone here, that's the other thing. It's like, it's not personal. No, no. We, we want new leaders though. And yeah. we want change. That was the best so, thing Alyssa said. When we, she stripped that notice of intent, Tariq, I thought that was the best thing she said. She said, look, this isn't personal. No. You know? yeah. This is a, a course correction yep. because we've been off course. And I thought that yeah. was fantastic. I thought that yeah. was great. She, she, nailed, that that. she, she nailed that. She, she called nailed it that. A, a job. What'd she call it? A job. A course correction. Yeah. Uh, she talked. Oh, no, no. Uh, a it, job it evaluation. evaluation. Yeah, this yeah. is a job yeah. evaluation, and we feel yeah. like you failed. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a fantastic way to put it because, listen, we don't want to be personal. You know? Yeah. I don't want to make personal attacks. And... <clears throat> I, I even thought it was going overboard when some people got up and they said things about people's kids. And I think oh, that's yeah. just, that's no, out of no, line. I mean, let's just, too far. You know, yeah. yeah, I, I want to disavow that right now, you know. But it's the other side that gets very personal with us, don't they? They get very, very personal. Yeah. They hate us. I don't hate them. I truly don't hate them. No, I you know. know. <laughs> in, in fact, I, I sort of giggle and think, oh, man, you know, that's cool. I'm glad there's people. My grandmother said it best. She said, what fun would it be if we were all the same? So I yeah, don't yeah. ever expect for all of us to be the same, but I do expect... I think all of us to be patriotic and, and love our country. You know, I certainly don't want my children growing up ashamed to be Americans. You know, so you know, well, you know, they don't like the they don't like this movement because it's similar to kind of how Donald Trump was. Guys like guys like Carlos, when when they attack him, he doesn't back down. And see, the media is used to being able to put pressure on bully, you bully, and bully you. Yeah. And most people are like, "Wow, I don't want my name out there. I don't yeah. want this." And that's what Trump would not do. He would mm-hmm. not weaken. He would double down, and, and they're just not used to that. And that's what this whole thing's about. We're not going to back up. Yeah. You, you, know you, I mean? you, can't, you can't poke me or poke somebody over and over and over again. Then when they punch you in the mouth, in the mouth call them a bully. Yeah. No. You know? You can't sit there and call me names, call me names, call me names, and then when I retort, call me the bully. That's not how it works. Anybody that knows me, I don't go out of my way, you know, to make people feel less. In fact, people that know me, and I know all you guys, everybody in this room, I can honestly say, would get the shirts off their back to hurt or to, to not hurt somebody, but to help them, you know, and, and to make their day just a little bit better and brighter. I yeah. think we're all in the yeah. business of making people, you know, feel good about themselves. Well, there, Literally. There, there used to be a time where great minds would come together and, and share different ideas and, and come to different conclusions, but share those ideas and, and learn from each other. And now we've just come to a time where we just hurl insults at each other. And, and, you know, that's not where I'm at, but you know, when you, when you look at the left, they're just, it, they won't have a logical conversation with you. They're just, they just call you a racist or a Nazi or this or that, or you don't support this. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, we've got to come to a time where we've got to have a conversation. And, you know, we were talking about compromise earlier. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <clears throat> I feel like we're constitutionalists. And, and that, that why is that considered so extreme? I mean, that's the law of the land. And, and we want the freedom to argue and share these ideas with people. You know, like I embrace other people's ideas and I, I don't want to shut them down and I'm fighting for their freedoms. And then they're here wanting to come down on us for, for just wanting to fight for their freedoms. They're only the tolerant time. if you agree with them. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're very yeah. intolerant if you disagree. And, and, oh, and, absolutely. and we don't compromise on the constitution. No, that's no. one place that you just nope. don't compromise. That's, nope. It's it's written how it was intended it's not to be. A people say it's a living, a living document, no. you know, and it's not a dead document. It's very much alive, but it's alive in its original form. Not well, to be means what it, it says. It tackles altered. it tackles something because people will say, "Well, it's antiquated." And well, then why is it so relevant right now? It's because it, it's 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 tacking it's tackling human nature. 
yeah. you know, and saying, hey, this is the best way to govern the human species. Because right. they looked at that, and they sure. were looking at the world governments. So now it might look different with tech or the speed we're moving or whatever, but it's the same humans. Right. And the human it's a good way to can, put it, Lonnie. I like that. You know, and that's <clears throat> what the Constitution was managing, because you get in that argument. It's, is it Judeo-Christian-based or whatever, secular? It, we know what the basis were. It was Judeo-Christian-based, and it, that had the probably the best benchmark for moral code, right? right. But it was humans. Sure. We're managing humans, and we figured out, hey, you got to give them autonomy. You got to give them a free spirit, and then they'll be the smartest they can be, and, and the best they can be. You got to restrain the government. That's yes. what it was all about. Yes, because yeah. if you d- the, the powers, the human nature, you're going to want powerful, narcissistic people who are going to want to jump into those positions like you're talking about. Which is why communism, socialism doesn't work. It doesn't you know, work. Exactly, it doesn't work. Because they say, oh, we're all equal, we're all the same, we're all going to you know, get the same fruits, the same share. But we don't because <laughs> yeah. the human spirit wants to step on somebody else to get somewhere, you know, so you're going to have evil in the world. It's why, we can't, it's we can't, why the, you don't dispel evil. No. You know, by assuming it's why the good. Mayflower Compact didn't work. Yep. You know, they, they made this deal coming over that, hey, we won't need money. You know, you're a blacksmith. I mean, I'm a barber. Yeah. And you can just we'll work on my horses. But the problem was... The blacksmith was getting drunk, sleeping in, and not yeah. not doing my horses. Somebody always feels like they're doing more than the exactly. next person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. yeah, so we have this wonderful document that all four of us for sure support, and most that are watching the blueprint that says that was the best way to manage people. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It, it, you can't you can't go outside of that because you can come here and follow whatever you want to follow, do what you want to do. It's within the laws. So yeah. what the so, heck happens to them when they swear an oath to that Constitution? They swear the oath, a sacred oath, to the Constitution to uphold to defend it installing enemies, foreign and domestic. What happens when they get into office? Why does that change? They never knew what it meant in the first place. That's what I think. I think, how many people do you know that actually, because even like law enforcement, and I'm totally pro-law enforcement, but I talk to a lot of cops. I work with a former cop, and he says, hey, we learn about department policies. Mm -hmm. So this is the way our department. He said, Mm -hmm. never once do they teach us to question whether or not this is constitutional this department policy right and so i think they just don't know i think it's about i I think every law enforcement officer and again i'm very pro-cop you know a lot of my friends are in law enforcement and and i and i love that and i think every one of them should be a constitutional scholar if you're going to enforce the law you should have some kind of certificate that says i've studied the constitution (laughs) and know it inside and out backward and forward right that's really important well i think you know to go back to your question what is what happens to that sacred oath well it was in our tradition a sacred oath so you were answering something higher yeah and that's been eroded the move of humanist, secular, all that has eroded that, mm-hmm. and and so now you have your owning, secular humanism. You're, you're you're owning only accountable to the fellow human, right? Which that if no human is next to you, holding you accountable in each and every single moment, watching over you, which is how I live. God's watching over me every single moment. I can't yeah. fall down. I can't yeah. do immoral things when no one else is watching. I can't bend the rule over here and lie to this guy. Sure. So, but if you're just satisfying humans, we can all, we're all very manipulative. Oh, yeah. The human can manipulate and twist stuff. So sure. that's, I think that's part of the erosion. I think that's a big component sure. of the erosion. And, and I think there's a basic moral principle, moral code that we used to live by. Whether you believe in the God route, whether you're a spiritualist or a religious or whatever, you know, whatever your personal faith might be, it didn't matter. It used to be that we all understood a basic American code and how we created each other, you know. Yeah. And there was an accountability to each other. You said it, you know, I mean, I mean, I, I need to be able to be accountable to the people around me because my actions are going to hurt or help the people around me, you know. And, and it's important that my actions help the people around me. I want to make decisions that are going to make my community better, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I think we sort of lo- lost that. We've gotten so yeah. selfish, you know, yep. Yep. Uh, along the way that, that we stopped thinking that way, yeah. you know. Well, so, that is a very, you know, that's a peaceful and very Christian sure. way of thinking. Yeah. You always at looking out for your sure. neighbor. Yeah. It's not about just me. It's about the greater people. The question, this is an interesting one here. We can get a little bit juicy right off the bat. Do you have to be a Christian to be a patriot? <laughs> Hell no. no. No, you don't. You don't. Uh, no, I don't I don't I don't think so. I think you I think you have to understand that your rights are inalienable. Um, and didn't come from the government to truly be a patriot. If you think that the government gave you your rights, then you also have to believe they can take them away. So, you know, whatever your belief system is, 
I think, to really understand our founding documents, the Declaration of Independence, and to really understand what it meant, you, you have to believe that your rights were natural born rights. They weren't, they weren't mm-hmm. given to you by some group that got together and said, hey, you know, sure. should, should, should we have the right to defend yeah. ourselves or yeah. these basic rights, you know? No, there definitely is a theme in the Constitution that we Absolutely. are accountable and we answer to, to a higher power. Right. For sure. Because without that, the Constitution doesn't make sense. If I don't believe that there's something above me, there's no bottom line. There's no accountability within the Constitution, you know? So to think that the government gives me my rights is a word. That's tyranny. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. You know, that's a scary that's, thought. That, that's giving yeah. them literally all the power in the world. But there know? is some people that, that will live and die by that. They, and they will support the they Constitution will. that way. Well, it's easy. So I, I don't know if that I would classify that person as a patriot. They're going to fight for this country. They're going to do everything in their power for the country. And they have a different belief system. Sure. That's how sure. it is set up. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there can be both. But. And, and one thing people are going to find... And we're going to dispel a lot of, you know, mistruths, I guess. They're going to find that we're probably pretty open-minded people. You know, that I'm okay. You put somebody here, I don't care where they were born, what their name is, how much money they make, what color they are, what they believe. We're going to love them just the same. We're going to treat them just the same. I'm going to hear what they have to say just the same. You know, I think that's an interesting thing. People, as we start to, you know, get through this podcast, episode after episode, people are going to find that about us, that we actually are probably the more open-minded people yeah. on the spectrum. For right. sure. For yeah, sure. Yeah, tolerant. Yeah, the other side always preaches tolerance. But, man, who's less tolerant than a far left? Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. They yeah. hate us. Oh, boy. <laughs> these sure. Tro- these trolls, they ain't got nothing better to do than sit around and worry about what <clears throat> people are doing that oppose their point of views. And, you know, instead of worrying about what we're doing, why don't they go and do something to change the world? You know, we're sitting here fighting for the rights of, of humanity and, and here these people are trying to pick us apart and character assassinate us. They don't care if your kids are going to get picked on in school. They don't care if you're going to lose your job. They don't care about anything. If you disagree with them, then they're going to character assassinate you. Oh yeah. You know, and it's, it's just, it's, it's not fair. It's so hypocritical because you, you dish out 10% of what they dish to you and and you're like the bad guy. You're the right. racist, or you're the whatever it is. And I hate the that extremist. Word. The, the, yeah. the, and this comes up a lot, right? Is the the R word, the racist word? It's a showstopper. So oh, if gosh. if I cannot intelligently intelligibly defend my point of view, I throw in the racist word, right? Yeah, it's right. a showstopper. Yeah. That, that's is. a conversation ender, right there. You know, yeah. and it's cheap. It's like, no, tell me why I'm racist. I have somebody tell me, you know, well. You know, there's systemic racism. That's different, you know, than being outwardly racist, you know. And I'm like, so again, tell me I don't even know I'm racist. I know. <laughs> you know it's, it's like, like white, white. I'm racist on accident. Yeah, you know? you, like, you're, you're, trying talking to, about? you're trying to brainwash me to be That's a racist? <laughs> and, and I said, I don't, I don't know anybody in this town, any business owner in this town that wouldn't hire somebody because of the color of their skin. It's and they not, said, well, that's not the kind of racism I'm talking about. I'm like, then what are you talking about? Like, like, I don't treat people. I can honestly say I don't treat people different, you know? I treat people based on either you're a good person or you're an asshole, you know? Yeah, I know. We, <laughs> have, systemic, we have systemic racism, and we just had Obama as president. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it's it's kind of contradictory, have, you know? It's like, me, wait a second. Me and, me and John, we suffer from white privilege. Yeah, yeah, you do. I, Gosh, look just, at you over there. We just got our cards. I just got my white privilege card in the mail. Have you ever heard Adam Carolla talk about white oh, privilege? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, I wish we He's, had that clip here, you know, because yeah. it's, it's really good. I mean, he really, really just eats that up. Talks Have about seen, his struggle, you know, and the struggle of, you know. Oh, yeah. And he have you seen his, his documentary he did, No Safe Spaces? No, I didn't see that. It's great. Yeah. It's good. It's just a good angle of things. You know, I think they'd align with this movement where it's how just cool called exposing how much. <laughs> oh, yeah. We should send it to him. We should no, send it to him. But uh, how much free speech is getting infringed on the college oh, yeah. campus front and how they're, that's just getting cut off, you know, it, and it, it just shows a lot. It's a great, yeah. great documentary in that. It just gives a different angle than the, the mass media angle, the popular Hollywood angle. It's just different. And that's, and that's, that's important. The thing, it's that's important. the thing I, I enjoy about this is because we, we can dispel a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, whole, the whole racism... I mean, that was dead. That, that's been dead a long time. I, I yeah. tell you what, I haven't met Lonnie or Carlos or David Harris Jr. the other day. The first thought that popped in my head wasn't, oh, Carlos is 
What is he? He must be Mexican. Yeah. Peruvian. <laughs> <or something>. <laughs> Where the hell does that come from, you know? <laughs> I never um, thought, or, or, I never or, or thought that once. I'm talking to a once. black man. You know? <laughs> no, I know. I know. Well, that you know, was what he so thought? Funny. He said, this is a patriot. That's a patriot. This yeah, is a patriotic yeah, American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, this is a human being that's willing to stand up for what's right. Yeah. And you yeah. didn't think nothing else but that. Yeah. yeah the first time, I, first time I met Carlos, I was standing in front of a business in Red Bluff when they were doing the... That was a great day. Black Lives Matter was their... Pr- you know, parading around. And so I'm just standing there. He comes down from his bar to see if we need anything to drink, you know, waters and that kind of stuff, how things going. And I mean, it, it was, uh, it was, kind that, of that was a really cool deal. You know, that's when, yeah, I think that was the first time I met Woody was, uh, so what was it? Woody, was there rumors that BLM was going to be in town, Antifa, and there was a, somebody had seen a bus going around Redding, thought it might be heading south to Red Bluff or. Yeah. And we had a, we had a business or two call yeah. and say, Hey, would you mind just making sure they don't tear and, and, and I thought it was yeah. so cool because when I got to the to the bar and I got to the Palomino room that day, I saw all the militia guys kind of lining the street. And I was like, "Oh, we're gonna be okay," you know. Yeah. And I walked into the bar and there was this guy in there. And, and, and listen, I, I don't want to characterize anybody or you know or stereotype anybody, but this guy did not. If you've been to Red Bluff, California, you know that this guy's not from here. You know, in small towns, you know who who belongs there, who doesn't. You know, and he just looked the part. Okay, let's just say that what I see when I see on the news, I see these Antifa guys, you know, from Portland or Seattle. This guy was definitely one of those guys. And he looked as uncomfortable as anybody, you know, and he's sitting there, he's on his phone and he's looking around and he's on his phone, and he's looking around, and he's typing, texting, doing whatever, you know, and he's on the phone, and he's looking around. And I'm watching this guy and I start thinking, I'm like, man, this guy is a spy, you know, he, he, he's, he's a watchman. They sent him out, he's you know, as, as a point man. Yeah. To sort of see what was going on, see what the atmosphere was. And I guarantee you that dude was calling his buddy and saying, hey, don't come here. It's not the place, not tonight, you know. And that's what it takes, right? And this is such a big part of it, right, Woody? I mean, when people talk about the blueprint, man, what allows you guys to have that confidence to keep your businesses open? What allows you guys to be able to tell BLM and Antifa, you don't belong in our town. You're not going to terrorize our town. You're not going to burn down cars and burn down businesses. What is that? And simply the fact that there's men and women willing to stand up, willing to show up with guns and say, hey, not in our town. That's yeah. a pretty powerful thing. Yeah. yeah. And 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 it was just people across the board. I mean, I like, you know, when we came up to Reading the next night, mm-hmm. man, there were guys riding in on their Harleys and cowboys riding in in yeah. their trucks. And it was just people saying, hey, we're fine with you protesting. I mean, that's an American thing to do, to protest, right? But that's way different than a riot or mm-hmm. you're trying. These businesses have already struggled and bared, they're holding on by their by their fingernails, you know, and, and we're not going to let you destroy it. Who was it? Was it Maxine Waters or who was it? I, I don't want to say the wrong person, you know, uh, attribute the quote to the wrong person, but they said, you know, what's the matter? All, all we did was burn some cars, you know? Oh, or, yeah, or something I don't know. Like that. I don't know. <clears throat> it was in regard to the uh, the insurrection at the Capitol. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, they it, it, 270 cities had destruction during those so-called most mostly peaceful protests, right? But 270 cities and this violent insurrection at the Capitol. Yeah, you know, who we've talked to a congressman sure. that was there that said, "Man, even though that wasn't a good thing to do, it wasn't like they portrayed it on the media." And the news either, you know. Well, I was there personally, and there was probably about five hundred thousand people at the Capitol, and maybe, um, you know, maybe there was two hundred people who were involved in violence and stuff, and and forced their way in. But the reality is, is they opened the gates up, they let everybody in. Most people didn't know what was going on there. When you go to a, when you go to something that there's five, a couple hundred, few hundred thousand people already there. And the gates were opened, and you were let in. And people start moving that direction. You start to follow. You, yeah, you don't. No, there was no barriers that were broke for you know. People were let in, and then at, 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 there was some people that were doing some violence. But the reality which is, which we disavow, the, which yeah. we disavow. And there's a right. lot of people who are Antifa BLM, and they get let right out of of jail, and and the media won't cover that there was actual people who were pulling false flag acts and trying to ignite a fire. And then, uh, I mean, there was a CNN reporter and that Josh Sullivan guy were like the first guys in there and they were right there when Ashley Babbitt got freaking shot, you know, but who cares about that? We don't even know who the guy was who shot Ashley Babbitt. If this was some kind of other situation where there was somebody from, uh, you know, a black guy that got shot by a white cop, we would be all over it and they'd be rioting going on. But because it was a white person shot who was a Trump supporter 
it's a whole nother deal. We don't even know who the heck the cop was. And that's, you know, and and there's, there's an old, there's an old saying that was, um, you know, one person dies. It's, it's, I'm sorry, a a million people die. It's a statistic. And one person dies. It's a tragedy. You know, I believe that was a Stalin, um, quote, but anyways, and that's the truth. And they politicize it every single time, you know, and, I just wish it was fair. Listen, you know, let's report all of it, right? And, and if a cop unjustly, you know, kills a person, it doesn't matter if they were black or white or Asian or Spain, it doesn't matter, right? If it's an unjust killing, it's an unjust killing. And, and let's, let's call it what it is, you know? None of us here are going to defend that cop if the killing was unjust. But it's not some systemic problem. It's not. A, it's a very, very... It's not. And, and listen, law enforcement's out there every single day, yeah. leaving their house, kissing their wife and kids, not knowing if they're going to come back. That day, you know, I guess we can all say the same thing, right? We all have the propensity, I guess, to die on their way out, but but they are facing danger, yeah, mm-hmm. every day that they go out, you know. And you got to respect that, you got to respect the guy who's willing to put on that uniform to serve and protect every day. Are they all perfect? No, and I myself have been very critical of law enforcement in the past, especially over the past year when they I felt like maybe they were enforcing things they shouldn't enforce, things that were unconstitutional. But by and large, I'm being glad they exist. <laughs> I'm oh, being yeah. glad they're around yeah. and I respect them. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. you can't always lump everybody into one category. And, you know, the thing is there's always good and bad people in every group of people. And, and you know, the, if you look at the agenda behind, um, you know, this whole systemic racism thing, is there's an agenda being pushed behind it, and that's to federalize all police and, and right. take away our rights to be able to vote in who is the sheriff and who is the police chief and who. So once they are able to say, well, hey, guess what? There's there's this big systemic racism thing, even though all I'm not going to get into this. I could tell you right now, stop Asian hate. OK, I'll tell you statistics. I know off the top of my head. I don't want to get into it because I don't like getting into race. But the reality is, is black people make up 13 percent of the population. Um, white people make up what, 43 percent of the population. 26% of attacks on Asian people are from white people and 27% are from black people. And I don't care about that. Look, I don't care about race, but this whole idea that white people are always attacking people, it, right. you know, it, it's just, it's, it, it's, it's a way to push an agenda and it's not about race. It's about federalizing the police and, and law enforcement. And, and the reason for that is, is you don't have the right to vote the people you want into on a local level. And then they're appointed and essentially you end up with the Gestapo and you have people who are in positions of power, you know, like the president that can basically control all law enforcement so across the board. Why do we identify as a black American or an Asian American or, you know, I've never, not once in my life, consider myself an Hispanic American, Latino American, Peruvian American. I don't even know what that means. You know, I, I'm an American human you being. Know? That's I mean, yeah, I'm a human being, but I'm an American. I'm, I'm an American. American. I identify as an American. Yeah. People say, where are you from? I'm here. I was born here. That's right. <laughs> you know, no, 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 that's not what I mean. Where are you from? I mean, where my parents are from. Cause that's a different story, you know, but where I'm from, I'm from here and I'm and an I, American. And I get tired of the attacks on America. Yeah. I, I'm here to tell you that America is the most benevolent world power in the history of of this whole that's a great word it, it really anytime somebody's in trouble who do they call and who shows up we mm-hmm. always show up you know we the have, world's not one one force it, exactly so i i get i'm i'm about fed up with the I, whole I love the story of even when we uh when i say we uh, america you know when, when the seals this brave man went in and killed bin laden you know i i kind of read you know the uh about the operation and how it went down there were women and children who were holed yeah. up in that house, you know, and the Americans were so careful not to kill any women and children, separate them at the risk of their own lives. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. And that's the American spirit. Had that it been is. the Russians or somebody else going in, they would have wiped everybody Ooh. out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, we just have, we hold such a regard for the sanctity of life in this country. I mean, and, yeah. and we are nice people. We are good, benevolent people you know mm-hmm. and i think that that's that's awesome we need to embrace that yeah you know um defend so, defend america you know it's okay to defend america well what, what, what not, general no, matt is saying you know no better friend no worse enemy yeah i think, I think we should always buy that quote. yeah it's yeah. a good thing well and i love that the bl- the blueprint is pushing this out it's professional enough it's well organized enough that it's getting this word out this word that a lot of people would talk at their kitchen table or be afraid to get out because somebody's going to come bullying them or tell them, 
you know, have try and have the bigger mood or the louder voice. It's like, wait a second, I'm just trying to be an American that still loves the country here. Yeah. Do it. You know, and this is gonna help propel that. So, and so there's a bunch of people here that are doing that. Let's <laughs> talk a little bit about that, Lonnie. Let's talk that. about the blueprint and how we got here and, and what we're doing. What what's this mean? The, you know, it's a cool logo, red, white, and blueprint, one community at a time, you know. And people are gonna start seeing this. I'm starting to see the merchandise out there. It's kind of a neat thing. But what is it? You know, um, this started as an idea. We had a group of us that were meeting, you know, once a week for a while. And we were, it started off as this really angry group, you know, angry and frustrated group. Fed up. Fed up. You know, we're like, where are we going? You know, they're going to come for us. You know, we're gonna, there's going to be a, a war. Are we going <laughs> to fight? What are we doing? You know, and I was like, whoa, hold on, guys. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about this a little bit, you know, because, you know, rightfully so, people saw my speech. They were fired up, you know, and they were like, man, well, are we fighting? And I said, it may be one day, but not now. Not yet. So let's talk about some other options and things that we can do before or to avoid that kind of a kinetic fight, you know? And well, the reality is, is we have to do everything we can. You know, we, we have to do everything we can legally and lawfully and try to avoid violence at every corner that we can, you know, to be in the right no matter what. And if Absolutely. it ends up being a last-ditch effort, then that's then what it is. We have like to protect and, ourselves. And, and but we're going to have to. We're, we're going to do everything that we can to try to turn things around and preserve the, the freedoms and liberties of our, our kids and our grandchildren. And and it's really not a complex thing, you know. it's it's We really just want people to uphold the oath to the Constitution that we're, you know, and that's that's really all that that's all comes we're down. asking. That's and, all we're asking. And if we have to fight, you know, it's going to be because, I mean, if we're in a war, if if we are in a civil war in a fight, it's not because I want to be there. It's because we have to be there mm -hmm. at that point. And we've exhausted every option. When we get to that point, man, everything's gone awry. And I think it's a complete failure. It's a result of a failure. Oh yeah. You know. And at, I, I at always, that point, nobody's going to be happy about that. I said that in the last episode that, you know, I, I would never want my children to have to live through that. You no, know? So no. that's the so, last thing. So, so we're meeting and we're talking and, and we're throwing around our, our ideas. And it started to feel a little bit like an echo chamber after a while. And we said, how do we make a difference? How do we actually get out of this group, you know, and affect some change? And John had this great idea to start a media company. He says, hey. I've been having this idea for for a uh, a media company. You said, "What'd you say, John? You called it Guru. Mountain Mountaintop Media. Should have been Guru. Should have been Guru. Ray. I'm just saying, <laughs> Guru Media. Guru Media. <laughs> Guru Media. <laughs> no, so I just got back from a long drive uh, and uh, came and met up Carlos. He was and, amped up, man. I was yeah. amped he was like, up, bro. I was, I was when like, I heard that, I said, man, that's catchy. Sleep. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. So <laughs> you said it earlier. I think in the last episode, you said that. Um, it's an information war. Yeah. Right? It's an information operations war right yeah. here. And what better way to attack that? And through, yeah. and, and through a media company, because the media, <laughs> it could be used for really good or, or really bad, as we've seen. And we're behind. We're way behind. We're way behind. So I think people are, are really hungry for it, and that's why they're they're gravitating yeah. towards it. You know? Absolutely. Well, I, th I think that uh, a lot... Um, my perception of this whole thing is that there's a lot of people that... Um, you know, that are not involved and they don't think that they can make a difference in their community. And they think that, you know, it's just, it doesn't matter what they do. Nothing's going to change. And, you know, so the whole idea for me is that I have a lot of hope for humanity. And I think that by showing that we can change our community, if you just stand up and put the effort out and stand up for what you believe in and stand up for freedom and liberty. And, and once we show that we, and we prove that, that people that, are not involved in, in their local communities and making a change in the world that, that they're going to step up and say, Hey, you know what? If they can do it, we can do it. Yeah. yeah. And that rally was, I mean, that fundraiser rally, I mean, there you were, you were standing amongst it. Yeah. Just powerful. <laughs> All these people Patriots. there for that uh, united. Were. So don't lose hope. Man. That's the point. That was a hundred bucks a ticket and yeah. sold out. Kept yeah. having to print more tickets. I, I mean, talked to I talked to several people that are saying stuff like, "Man, I'm thinking about running for something." Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. I'm, I'm thinking involved. about being sheriff yeah. in yeah. a few years, and yeah. you know, yeah. whatever. And, yeah, and it. Yeah, they're just excited to be a part of it. it yeah, was cool. And people want to be involved now. You know, we have a very participatory audience now. People that want to actually make a difference, and they're asking, "Man, what can I do?" And you probably get that question a lot. You know, yeah. what can I do? How yeah. can I help? How yeah. do I get involved? How do I make a difference? You know, yeah. everybody wants to be on a winning team, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Well, I always point them toward, hey, we're going to need every signature we can get. We're going to need everybody. <laughs> yeah. For, for, for and, the local 
No, and, and we're going to have to. And I, I just heard that yesterday, right, they finally verified the signatures for the uh, the state recall for Gavin yep, Newsom. Gavin Newsom. Yep. Yep. Epic. So he will be recalled, which is fantastic news, yep. you know. Yep. But listen, our local officials are not off the hook. You know, they, they, they keep deferring to the governor. And they say, oh, what's well, governor's fault? It's governor's mandates, you know. It's his administration that's pushing this upon us. Yeah, but it's your job to protect us. They voted that. to follow state guidelines. Yeah. They could vote. Look, it's our right. Look, the sheriff is the supreme law of the county, and the board of supervisors are, you know, they're they're con, they're guiding most people. They're the, and the, the they're the bosses of the county, and and you know, it's easy for them to say, hey, and and a lot of people have done this in the past. They could say, hey, you know what? We don't care what you say, Newsom. We don't care what you say, Biden or whoever's in president in positions of power. It's our right to control our government on a local level. And they've just ch- chose to go along with what the higher ups say, and and that is is it wasn't like they didn't have a choice; they chose to go along with it. Well, and, and it used to be that the sheriff was the supreme law of the county. Nineteen seventy four, that changed. Seventy four, so. they and they did it on purpose; it was intentional. They they put the attorney general over the sheriffs in California, and. Uh, I think we're the only state. If I was sheriff, I would be the supreme law of the county. It, well, and I'm you telling would. you straight up. And that's yeah. what I that's what I've argued with when I've heard people bring up that point about the attorney general. I said, well, that may be true, but if the sheriff stands up, makes a stand in a county like this, the people are going to back him all the way to the ground, 100. Mm-hmm. percent And yeah. and they're not going to yeah. remove an elected official. Look, like every law that was no. unconstitutional, okay, is null and void. It yes. doesn't matter. They can say whatever they want. When you, you look, I interpret that I got my rights from God, and and you know, and I think if we, you know, that I guess that's into interpretation. But I, I still believe that the sheriff is the supreme law of the county, and if we get the right one, that's if he's one a constitutional sheriff, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. You know, if he yeah. chooses to be a constitutional sheriff, you know, and I think the closest thing that we have to one is Tex Doughty up in Monarch County. I believe that he is a constitu- constitutional sheriff. He's He's proven. Say, he's you know proven himself. <laughs> These mandates are not going to apply here in my county. You yeah. guys go ahead and stay open. And then the bar owner asked him, said, Sheriff, uh, what happens if they take my ABC license? He says, well, as far as I'm concerned, you know, you can keep selling liquor in my county <laughs> without yeah. a license. You know? yeah. He says, are you able to get liquor to sell? He goes, yes, sir. Because why don't you go ahead and keep selling it, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah, and that's awesome. That's a great example, though, of why a lot of people are mobilizing now. They are. Is the mandates went so far, you turned the law-abiding citizen into someone that's blurring the lines because they want to keep their business open. It's like, wait, yeah. that's not how it should be. Government shouldn't be putting me in this position because all I'm sure. trying to do is open the doors to my business. And that's as they cool. wake up, they realize they're not really blurring the lines. No. The no. Gov- the government's the one that's blurring well, the lines. Yeah. Yeah. They know somebody what they like me. I've never been in trouble in my life. You know, you oh, yeah. get a criminal out of, of a business owner. So what's your crime, sir? I kept my business open yeah right really right. i'll go before god with that one you know oh, yeah. i think i'll be just fine yeah <laughs> you know? absolutely yeah so that, did that i put a... anybody in danger no you know i would have put many more people in danger by by closing my business you know people would have been without a job and they say well that's what unemployment's for but the people that work for me are proud people they're people that want to go out there and make a living earn a living they don't want to sit on a couch and collect a check and i know that's contrary to popular belief right yeah. people say oh you know people Enjoy sitting at home and collecting a check. Uh, that was I think the they enjoy minority. it for a little bit. It's fun minority. for a week or two. Yep. Eventually, it starts to eat at your soul, at your yeah. heart, because yeah. you're not meant it's to not do that. Natural. It's not natural. It's not natural. No, yeah. no. I just I want to encourage people, too. When you, you were saying uh-huh. a little bit ago, they're saying, how can I get involved, is, hey, there's somewhere for you to be involved, whether it be, I mean, you should we should control all of our local boards, right, or our chambers of commerces, our school, school boards. boards, man, school boards are huge. Office mm-hmm. education. Yeah. All that. I mean, we, you know, there's a place you can go. And I, I heard one time I heard Franklin Graham say he was, he was preaching that to people. He was saying, Hey, you should be involved in your community mm-hmm. and uh, don't tell me you don't have time. Most boards would have one, one meeting a month. Yeah. Who doesn't have time for one meeting a month? I, we probably do Five a week or something. So I've been in meetings all day. I'll tell you what, you you stand up for what you believe in and you get involved and you give it your all. And when you go to bed at night, you you feel a lot, a lot better about yourself. And it's so rewarding. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it it can be draining and it takes a lot of effort. But at the end of the day, when you, when you fight for what you believe in and, and you get involved, it's, it's, it's more rewarding than any kind of money or anything you could, and, enjoying life you know exactly 
I think it feeds the soul. And I think it's, you know, it's a human condition to want to feel accomplished, right? Mm -hmm. There's days where I feel like I didn't accomplish anything today. And I literally lose sleep at night over that. Nothing feels better. Like you said, John, to go to bed knowing that, man, I gave everything I had today. Yeah. And that's what it's going to take. And this is a full-time deal. Let me tell you, moving this football up the field, getting the things done that we want to get done, which is to preserve uh, the Constitution, which is to hold elected officials accountable, which is to take our counties back, you know, and get the power back to the people, create a bottom-up a bottom-up approach to government. This is all full-time stuff. It is, you know, oh, and it's going to be a lifestyle shift for a lot of is. us. Myself, I'd be the first to own it. You know, I'm sure. all about owning, and I was not involved. Yeah, right. and now I'm trying to insert myself where appropriate, and and it's, if it's another board, it's obviously the blueprint. And then realize this is it. This is sustained, responsible citizen. <laughs> this is a patriot yeah. life. Yeah. It, 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 I got, it, it, I got I fooled go. I didn't need to do that. I yeah. got fooled that I could just, oh, my my constitutional rights will always stand. No one's going to come mess with me. And, and they're starting to reach. And, they're starting to require things that are well, way out of reach. Here's the deal. When you build a house and it's all brand new, you know, and everything's working just right, and, you know, the roof ain't leaking yet, you got to know that one day that roof's going to start leaking. You're going to need a new roof. You know, and that's where I feel like we're at. Like we've all lived in this nice new house. You know, we haven't worried about anything, you know, but now, you know, we have a pipe that's starting to leak, you know, and the house is starting to settle and things are having to get fixed, you know, and things are starting to fall apart and we can't ignore it. Right. And I'm not just going to, you know, okay, this house is falling apart. I'm going to move to a new one. No. Or like my car's not running quite right. I'm just going to go get a new one. No, it's not the way it works. You know, you got to fix these things. And that's how I feel about where we live here. I'm not going to cut and run. I don't want to move to Texas. I don't want to move to Idaho like everybody else is doing. I want to stay here and I want to fight. And when I say fight, I mean I want to fix these problems because I want my kids to see the process. I want them to see, hey, you know what? Mom and dad and, and, and friends and the village, the people, the community got together and they fixed this place, man. Yep. They made it really cool, you yeah. know, because it's a great place to live. You know, and, and what's that say about us if we just cut and run? I think it says a lot, and, yeah. and I don't want to be seen as that. So, well, yeah. if people if people just cut and run and run away from their problems, I mean, where does that where does that get you? You got to face them head on, and oh. we're, eventually you're going to run out of places to run to. So, if you're not willing to stand up for what you believe in, and, and you're just going to run away, and you're going to run away to a bunch of other places, that eventually the same stuff's going to happen. I mean, we're they're only gonna, a couple years behind. Us. Yeah, yeah, they're not that yeah, far yeah. behind, and no. and I almost feel like we're in a unique position here in Northern California, where we deal with tyranny on another level than you would in Idaho or maybe Alaska or or you know Montana and other places that we're people like the are, rebels of the state, right? We're the rebels, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I feel like after we're done and after we're reform this area here we're going to be better than anywhere else you know in the world i think this is going to be the best county in the world and i truly believe we're that we're already seeing it we're already seeing it you know where shasta county's never been at the center of anything really right i mean the nation's only looked at us you know for really Recent. bad statistics over the years and now yeah. they're looking at us for leadership they're like man i want to see what those crazy guys are doing in northern california those guys are really kicking ass well hey the it's marxists cool. the marxists made a mistake because they they if they didn't create this pandemic they dang sure use their old philosophy that never let a crisis go to waste, right? Mm -hmm. So they were going to ramp, get as much power as they could. The problem was those policies worked in other countries because they weren't dealing with Americans. Mm -hmm. And see, we're Americans, and we have a different DNA than a lot of places. And we're used to being free I men. It was yep. based on it. Yep. And so what they did, you know, like the old Romans, they said, keep them, keep them fat and entertained, and they'll never rebel, right? And we had gotten to that place. I'll, I'll admit it. That yep, all of us were fat and entertained. But this thing suddenly made things uncomfortable to mm -hmm. a point where a lot of people said, "Hey, no way, man. We're not doing. We're not doing this." Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and I'm getting happened. Uh, and I and that's I love that Woody. And I'm tired of hearing like, "Well, look at these other places. Look at what happened in New York, and look at India right now." I said, "We're not comparing apples to apples, people." Exactly. We've got to, you've got to critically think through this thing, park the fear for a second and go, wait, does that apply? Right. Did any of what we saw happen really apply to Shasta County? No, let's look at Shasta County numbers. Let's look at what went on here. Yep. You've really got to do that. Otherwise, it's an irresponsible look. You erode your credibility I immediately. I treat all my kids the same. I mean, you know, you have the same standards, the same expectations, right? right. But you treat them as individuals, yeah. you know, according to their personalities, who they are, right. what their needs are. Yeah. You know, everybody has different needs. So to put us in the same boat 
as Los Angeles or, you know, New York or any of these other big cities or even, you know, other states. I mean, it's ludicrous because we have a way of life up here that we want to preserve. We have a way of life, you know, where, you know, we don't live on top of each other. We're already pretty socially distant, you know. We know how to keep each other safe, you know. Uh, a lot, we enjoy lot. our freedom. We enjoy yeah. our freedom. We enjoy our freedom. And we're going we're gonna to stand and hold the line for it. Yeah, yeah that's are. good. That's right. We are. They could have been rid of me because I was, I got to be honest with you, I was close to pulling the plug and moving to Texas. I could retire, you know, be back there right now. My my wife's a flight attendant. Their main base is there. And, but not now, man. As soon as all this happened, you ain't I said, no, right here. I'm staying here. And I believe what John said. I believe the same thing. I think the things that could happen here, the rest of the country can emulate mm-hmm. the counties that want to. Yeah. Hey, if you want to be... If you want to be dictated to by your county officials in Contra Costa County or whatever, then more power to you. I don't sure. care. But you should be able to choose to still be free, man. Yep. And I, I think Absolutely. I think this this is something that's super yeah. powerful, man. Yeah. I, I, I'd like to, in these podcasts, be able to use this this TV. Is that something that we're going to be able to do is use a TV to get some clips and things to talk about? Cool. We have our guys. Well, those guys are outstanding, by the way. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. put this all together, you know, and... uh a lot of credit oh yeah over there yeah you know, i get a lot of compliments on talented guys oh, on yeah. just the actual work but, I, but i'd know. like that i'd like to be able to pull up you know certain things on here and, and talk about them because there's a lot of good stuff that's out there right now you oh, know yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to be talking about current events we're going to be talking about what's going on not only here locally but going on across the country and you know around the world because all that affects us here yeah you know so yeah. It's a two-way street, right? We're looking to affect the rest of the world, but we also have to understand how the world affects us here yeah. locally, you know. And and I like to see an episode really steer and dig into because a lot of people say, "Well, what rights did you lose? Look at the lifestyle you're living." I'm like, okay, let's go there. Let's go there, and let's, let's remember do it because that there's a lot right the, there. The, this right. this board is saying, "What are you guys complaining about? We fought the pandemic, you know. We kept you guys up. No, listen, don't take credit for the things that we did. We stood up and said we're not doing this. So anything that that, that that's happened for good, any a uh, positive results we've gotten from being open is in spite of what they did, yeah, right. because of what they did. Oh, absolutely. You know, they wanted me that. to post a gold star in my window. Yeah, <laughs> really? No. Oh, they wanted every. That was if you're following. That was a countywide. Yeah, they, they, thing. they wanted to Hale yeah, County. They wanted us to put. You know, it, it, I think it was something like a star or something that said, "Hey, you know, I'm I COVID compliant, compliant business." Man, yep. no one even contacted me about my gold star. <laughs> well, yeah, I knew you would have put one up. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't get a gold star either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had one of those since kindergarten. Oh yeah, that, and that's a lot of county policy that. <laughs> or mandate that came down that people don't even have any idea about because we all just finally said it's unreasonable. I can't follow that. Oh, yeah. So now you lost the attention of the of the of the influencers, all the business owners and everything else. There's very well, few and, and, that probably said, "Okay, I'll do exactly what you say," and, and then the, the, the reason, post it in their window. The yeah. reason I'm supporting the recall is not only because of the way they behaved during COVID. It wasn't because you know they want us to be compliant and do unreasonable things. It's it's really beyond that. I mean, we, we're starting to dig into this thing and finding out the kind of money that's being squandered. There's a lot government. of dirty you stuff know, going the, on. The, the, the oh, bloated yeah. nature of this local government, you know, when... And listen, let's dispel something real quick. This is great. We get to dispel a lot of stuff here, yeah. you know. We don't want to get rid of HHS. <laughs> I know they keep, <laughs> they keep saying that. They want to get rid of HHS, Health and Human Services. No, we yeah. don't. Oh, we, we got just, people saying, oh, we're going to go register all the homeless people to crazy. vote to try to, because they're going to, we're going to tell them they're trying to get rid of the HHS, HHS and, and, uh, we're going to dilute the 20% that they have to get by registering homeless people and telling Let's them that. Let's go get signatures from people that don't even freaking know where they are. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but the reality those are good is signatures. It's, it's all mind. based on a lie, though. <laughs> you know, but it's should all... but should HHS have that percentage of the budget that right, they do? Oh, it well, it shouldn't be that bloated. I, I believe None in limited government, government. Should be that bloated. Limited government. Okay, I'm not an anarchist, but I do believe that government government it has a limited role in controlling your life. And you know, I'm 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 a constitutionalist and and somewhat of a libertarian when it comes to if you don't do something that affects somebody else, then why should anybody control 
what you do. And, and you know, this overreach of government that controls everything that you, why does it, the HHS need, I don't know what percentage of the budget is, but it's, it's almost half. It's in and the forties. It, yeah. It's, it's, let me pull something up here real quick. Um, give me a second. I tend to keep notes here. In my well, mind. yeah, that, and back to your point, like it's not just about the COVID management that put their mismanagement on blast. So payroll, woke payroll up, for HHS, payroll for HHS for a two-week period, one pay period, is $5,166,399. So times that times 26, and that's an annual budget. You're looking at... Just payroll, nothing else. Yeah, just just payroll. That's ridiculous. That's just pay- that's not the money they're spending to put bums in hotels and buy them. <laughs> well, we you know that's <laughs> you know? that's that's an issue that needs to be talked about. Why is the county making Who money off of chomo being that we need to spend here? Five million dollars every two weeks to employ people, health and human <laughs> services. That should be like a ten person office. You know, right? Well, I don't know, and that's the explanation <laughs> uh, we want to get. Yeah. You know, hey, sh- tell me. Let's get have a health and assume- I human services the director. Was an employment agency. Yeah, you oh, know, yeah. and that's what we treat government yeah. as. We treat government yeah. as a place to employ people. I'm like, are you kidding me? Just remember no. what Ronald Reagan said about government. What the scariest words in the human language? I'm from the are- government. I'm here to help. Exactly. <laughs> 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 it's truth. Well, you know, it is the truth. no, thank you. The Please. government by nature no. is not efficient. Trust me. I, I, oh, yeah. I was in the military. I was in the Marine Corps. And I love the Marine Corps. And I think of all the services, we probably do the most with the least. But the bureaucracy and the inefficiency that takes place in the administration of that force is insane. Yeah. And so anybody, and that's a pretty efficient, you know, operation in the Marine Corps. Now you're yeah. talking about these bureaucrats, you know, in, in, in local and state governments. I mean, it's out of hand. When I have to spend a certain amount of money to get a certain amount of money, you know, oh, when yeah. the fiscal year is That's up and they're telling thinking. me that I have to fly around and burn fuel in oh, my plane, know. you know, because I need the allotment, you know, to, to come in for the next fiscal year. That's yeah. a problem. That I mean, that's just being, if, if I ran my household that way, I'd be on the street. If I ran my business that way, I'd be broke, you know, yeah. so. Well, and there comes the accountability piece. You don't have it on the government government side of things. So it's the it's the people's job. We've got to start exposing this stuff and questioning it and pushing this hard with this type of movement on our leaders to hold them accountable because you don't, they won't go out of business because we keep paying taxes. That's the great thing about this movement. We were talking about what can you do? There's people that are a part of this that no one knows their name or no one's ever seen them, but they're back there digging and getting, Oh yeah. Getting the goods. You know what I mean? And I would be terrible at that. I just, no, but we have some great people. There's such great people on this team that are getting behind enemy lines and finding out the real juicy stuff. And the stuff that we're going to come out with is going to be incredible. We're going to piss people off, you know. But guess what? If it pisses you off that I'm uncovering your truths, you know, that it's our money, right? I said this in the last episode that there's no such thing as government money. There's our money. There's taxpayer money. We had to go to war. We had to go find that money somewhere, yeah. you know. And usually work pretty hard for it. So... For them to say that, oh, it's our money, it's government money, we get to distribute it as we see fit, I say, no, listen, this is this is about us uncovering where you've been squandering this money and making sure that this doesn't happen again and that you're accountable for how you spend it in the future. Yeah. That's all we the, want. These people in positions of power, they act like tyrants. And if you look at, the, um, I forget it was the uh, the angels of the Constitution or uh, – they were involved with Terry Raposa going yeah, down yeah. there with the Jefferson State, and and they went down there. And Freedom Angels. Freedom, Freedom Angels, sorry. And uh, they went down there, and, and Gavin Newsom came out, and he goes, get these people off my effing lawn. Well, that's and that's lawn. what he told to the cops. And it's like, what do you mean, dude? This ain't your lawn. <laughs> you know what I'm it. saying? But that's what he thinks. He thinks that that's... Isn't that the role of government today, though? Like, this modern government is so about... There's a government, and then there's a people. There's a big separation, a big divide between the two. Where that was never meant to be. Nope. No, no, that's not we. The, the way the picture was no. painted. Oh, no. my people are here. Come on, what do you have to say? Yeah, yeah. right. Absolutely. Maybe yeah. that's idealistic, but that's, that is what it was well, built what it on. Be. Yeah. That's what it should be. And it was never meant to be, like I said, a, a, an employment agency, and it was never meant to be a career. 
I hate that career politician. You're never meant uh, to be in there for that long. You well, know? and there yeah, shouldn't be the there shouldn't be a major there shouldn't be a major in college called political science either. It's, <laughs> uh, it's far from science. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it's happening. Political malarkey. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> good, I, I'll but, call it political propaganda. We'll talk about <laughs> colleges, universities too. Yeah, we got to dig into you know? that. I yeah. want to bring in some college professors and talk to them. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. we were talking a little bit about Marxism, and and um, you know, it, it started out with Fabianism. Um, you know this this agenda that's being pushed out now, and I I showed Carlos so the Dwight Eisenhower resignation speech where he talks about some yeah. of the scientific technocratic dictatorship, and some of that stuff is actually unfolding right the, now. Military industrial complex. The mil- yeah, exactly. And he talked a lot about that. But the the thing that's been happening, and he was warning about, is is um you know was Fabianism, and and it's where you get to the inner power structures of government, and you do it in stealth. And you get in these positions of power and you take things over. And, and Marxism is more of a violent revolution, you know, which would yeah. be uh, more like Shea and stuff like that. You mean or like Shea. BLM and Antifa burning Exactly, down exactly. So we've seen way. this thing turn from the stealth, getting to the inner power structures of, of uh, power and, and taking over things in, in a stealth mode through Fabianism to getting more to this violent type that well they hit their apex and now they have to go for broke and and that's where these blm movements and antifa movements and all the super radical stuff is being you know it's going to more of a hot revolution than um you know and that's so we're getting into the marxism yeah uh, exactly and i think we should give some homework once in a while around here i think so too i think i think every american if you want to know what's going on right now you should read rules for radicals by saul alinsky and it'll describe a lot of what john's talking about right now it's a a game plan really give you a peek into their playbook you know and guys looks like we're out of time here i appreciate you guys great conversation we could probably keep this going all night you know but uh look forward to the next episode stuff coming up right thanks guys see ya thanks